0: Hello and happy 2024. Before we start the episode, we just want to remind you guys to leave a rating and a review wherever you listen, especially if you've been a longtime listener. It really helps the show out and we really appreciate it. It's super simple. If you're not driving right now, (laughs) go over to whatever app you're listening on, leave a rating and a review on Spotify. It's just the five-star rating system. And on Apple Podcasts, it is a star rating system as well as you can write a review. Both would mean so much to us. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. We are back with a new episode, new little space. We have a new studio set. Yes. And part of that is because Haley has quite a big announcement. I do. To tell you guys. <laughs> um, I have also moved back in with mom and dad. <laughs> Here we are. Woo! <laughs> no, but honestly, um, that was kind of in the works um, this whole time. And we're reunited. Yep. yep. <laughs> but then we realized today we were like so where are are we recording recording? (laughs) so So, a little bit of trial and error but we absolutely love this yeah hopefully you guys do too Got little pops of color Mm -hmm. we might like be moving around a little bit but I actually like this yeah but just be open to change (laughs) yep be adaptable (laughs) (laughs) so that was one of our big updates for today's episode. Before we get into more, we are going to be talking about some feminist current events today. Yes. Yeah. We just want to highlight current events going on in the news. It's super important to be educated. So we're going to be talking about that today. But of course, we'll do our feminist highlight, our updates, um, everything like that. So yeah, first update, yesterday we went to the Women's March for 2024 in Denver. We did. It was a great experience. One of our friends came with us. If you're not following us on Instagram and on TikTok yet, please go follow us there because we post all of our content. Like we posted reels, we made a post, so you can go check out our pictures. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind for next year, if you want to participate in a march, then it's in January of every year. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on us this year, but um hopefully you guys were able to participate in your area if you wanted to. If not, then there's always next year and all the years to come. Yep, we've got forever. <laughs> so, yeah, that was super fun, super empowering, and it's always like really good energy to start off the year with like Honestly, just feeling. And they empowered. always have really good speakers yeah. with like a diverse panel. Like yeah. it's really great. So, highly recommend if you want to if you don't have someone to go with and you want to go with us next year? Yeah. That would be fun too if you're based in Denver. Yeah, or so- or you can fly to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. That would be so fun. But yeah, no, seriously, next year if you're in this area, then come Yeah, with us. let's get a group together. It really is a fun time. Yeah. We also have our book club going on mm-hmm. and this Thursday is our first Zoom meeting. Yep. And a reminder, we're reading the book called Invisible Women: Data Bias in a World Designed for Men and I'm excited for our first Zoom so that we can actually meet and talk about what we've read so far. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm finishing up my reading, Um, but it's such an interesting book. I know. And I can't wait to discuss it because like already I have so many things that I'm like Oh, this is so good! I know. So. I'm like highlighting pretty much everything on my Kindle. I'm like, I can't not highlight this. Yeah, it's so good. So yeah, it's so good. And if you are listening to this and the meeting has passed, there's always next month. Yeah, so that's the thing that we really like about the way we set book club up is it's very low committal. Mm-hmm. So we have one Zoom meeting a month, and if you want to join and you want to start reading the book with us now, you can. The sign ups are always open. So feel free to, again, go to our Instagram page. That's in the link in our show notes as well. Another super fun update is last night we celebrated our friend's birthday. Um, and it was super fun. We went to this bar that's like – they have a bunch of games. like, And it's it was super fun. It like was giant cool. yard games, basically. Yeah, and it was just fun. Good vibes. Good vibes. Yeah. It's been really fun. Like I feel like this year – already. I've like had some really fun times with friends. I'm yeah. just like going to get dinner or like hanging out together. Um, this week I'm getting piercings with a friend. I'm going and to. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize you made an appointment. <laughs> no, me and our other friend are going to a different place. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be fun then. Yeah. Cause we're going to meet up for dinner after that was the plan all along. So, okay, cool. Next time you guys see us, we'll have some new piercings. Yep. I'm so excited. Yeah, same. I got new jewelry, so. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I want to like change up my cartilage. Yeah. Just like try I something I felt like new. brand new when I changed all my jewelry. Yeah. I just like have the original jewelry that I got pierced with, so I was like, mm, I'll get That's some time. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into our obsessions of the week. Do you want to start? <laughs> yes. Um so it kind of goes along, well, it definitely goes along with uh me moving um my obsession is my new room. I really loved my old room slash recording studio, <laughs> but I really like what I've done with my room, like it's, it's really just nice cute. to like decorate a new space and yeah, like I've lived in that room before, I think twice um. <laughs> and I did different things with it both times, and, like, it's way different than it was originally, so I'm like, it's so cute. Like, I love just putting your own touch on a space. Same. Yeah. My obsession is also decorating my space because in the past I haven't always made my space feel lived in Mm -hmm. and kind of bare walls. Yeah. But I got a new, um, like, bed bed set, and I got some – just like some cute decorations that I intentionally got to put up instead of just kind of finding like what's around or like mm-hmm. not putting anything up at all. Yeah. So I really like my room as well. It's really nice. It is. Like really it's cute. a nice feeling to walk into your room and want to be in there. Yeah. We should um, like post <laughs> our do little rooms? room tour. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. My room is in the basement, so it's perpetually dark. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, she can't have any of her plants. No, that's the most depressing thing. Yeah. Which but is it's fine. okay. Haley's taking care of them for me for the time being. Yeah. So and mom. It's mostly mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, we will get into our feminist highlight now. Yes. So today's highlight is US Air Force officer Madison Marsh. And this is something that recently happened this past week in the news. <gasps> She just won the Miss America pageant and, the, and won the Miss America title. She was Miss Colorado when she was competing for Miss America. She's the first active duty Air Force officer to compete in the pageant. She graduated from the U.S. Air Force Academy in June and then was selected for training to become a military pilot. She is currently working on a two-year master's degree program in public policy at the Harvard Kennedy Center, and she's also going to be participating in research on early detection of pancreatic cancer at the Harvard Medical School and Dana-Farber Cancer Institute because her mother died from pancreatic cancer in 2018, and so this really prompted her to be an advocate for patient care and research. She actually set up a nonprofit named after her mom. It's called the Whitney Marsh Foundation. Aww. She said, quote, I love having the opportunity to not only serve in my uniform, but being surrounded by a group of people that also want to serve outside of the uniform through volunteering and community service. That is really that's cool. That's my Miss America. <laughs> yeah, that's our Miss America here. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. Like I, I saw, you might you probably saw her TikTok, the transition. Yes. When she was like in the The fighter pilot or the fighter plane or whatever. Well, so cool, (laughs) so cool. Like that's the definition of like someone who can do both. Yeah, (laughs) like like, serving in the uniform and and out serving. Yeah, literally serving. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) yes. We need to try and have her on. (laughs) Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah, if you're listening, we're rooting for you, Madison. (laughs) Come on the pod. We're gonna take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's 2023, and it's time to really prioritize our mental health this year. No matter where you are in life, everyone can benefit from therapy. Whether you need to work through trauma or just need a safe person to talk to, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service. Get matched with a professional licensed therapist in your state who you can trust. BetterHelp has options to communicate with your therapist via chat, email, or video, and you can message them at any time to get help. BetterHelp is giving our listeners 10% off if you sign up using the link in our show notes. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, or just need someone to talk to, try BetterHelp today by clicking the link in our show notes or go to betterhelp.com slash rtafpod to get 10% off today. Well, that kind of is a good transition into our other current events because that's also a current yeah. event. that's very recent. <laughs> um, yeah, so we... We honestly just like the idea of like talking about current events occasionally because it's so important. And so we might be doing these a little more frequently throughout the year, Um, but I think it's good to discuss and educate ourselves. So um our first kind of little highlight is, so I'm just going to read the headline and then we can talk about it. So the headline is, The Woman Who Inspired Mean Girls Now Helps Adults in Corporate America Deal with High School Drama. I love that. So I wanted to highlight this because another update, of course, we saw Mean Girls. Yeah, of course. Um, and I thought, I think that's cool Um, that she's like doing something else with it. So let me give a little more detail. So her name is Rosalind Wiseman, and she wrote the book, queen bees and wannabes in 2002 and that's what inspired mean girls Mm -hmm. and then we learned from our friend that the like the book is based off of this high or is inspired by this high school in chicago i think it's the movie oh maybe it's the movie so you know lots of inspiration behind everything um but so yeah rosalind she wrote the book that inspired the movie and more than 20 years after the original film was debuted, she still gives advice to grown women who contact her. And she also provides consulting and speaking services to corporations and even US governmental agencies. So she works with like big corporations in basically like conflict resolution, like anger management, just like dynamics of people in the workplace. Wow. That's which is interesting. Cool. So um, here are a few things that she said. She said, I remind them that they aren't weak because they are affected by these dynamics. She also says, even if we have left our teen years behind us, we are driven to feel valued by the groups we are connected to, and most of us will do anything to avoid embarrassment and shame. I want people to come away knowing that my work is also about empowering people to feel less shame and powerless and more capacity to be in relationships with people in a way they can be proud of. It's never too late to repair or treat yourself and others with dignity. I like that. I like that. Relationships are so important, especially between women, Mm -hmm. I think. And there's a connotation sometimes that, like, female friendships are catty or, like, superficial. Mm -hmm. So I really like that she goes from writing mean girls, basically, to conflict resolution in the workplace. Yeah. I know. And I like that she – said like even though we're not teenagers anymore nobody's perfect things happen and i'm about helping you feel less shame about like if things happen you know because we're people we have differences right like there's catty stuff that happens even out of high school so i thought that was cool i like to see kind of like what she's doing now yeah our next story um we are talking about gaza um Gaza's widows are fighting for their families' lives. So this is a really big deal right now because people are bringing awareness to the fact that a lot of women are being left as the sole provider when they weren't prepared for that, obviously. In a very patriarchal society. Right. So now they have to, like, figure out – because some people's husbands are going off to fight But then others have been killed. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like they have to figure out how to do literally everything. And literally in the middle of a genocide. Yeah. And they're like still worrying for their lives and everything like that. So I thought this was really important for us to highlight. Um, A little bit more background. Um, So they in this article and all of these are linked in the show notes but in this article um a woman named Miriam managed to escape death twice but her loved ones didn't she her 17-year-old daughter was killed when a bomb landed on her two-story home and it ripped her body in half so her Daughter was killed by a bomb, and then seven weeks later, her husband was killed in a bomb attack. So, all of a sudden, she's the sole caregiver, and she has four remaining children. So, on top of like having to figure out all this responsibility, she's also mourning, she's literally like trying to grieve. Yeah, the lives of her family, probably friends, like everything. And so, it's just awful. And just to kind of like put it into perspective. There have been more than 23,000 Palestinians who have been killed in the attacks on Gaza since early October, and about 70% of the victims are estimated to be women and children. So it's just really awful. It's really sad. Like we've talked about before, it's a really helpless feeling. Mm -hmm. So we recommend donating to a trusted organization To provide some sort of relief and some sort of funding to the Gaza situation Mm -hmm. and to be able to help the families over there because there's not much we can do, but that does go a long way. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Our next news story that we're gonna highlight is about the arts. So um, in Britain, there is a new exhibition, a new art exhibition. So the headline is exploring two decades of British feminist art, women in revolt opens at Tate Britain. So Tate Britain is like the art gallery and, um, the exhibitions called women in revolt. So it's basically about like this very specific time period of art. So in the late 20th century, Um, All of a sudden, like, women were able to work and be, like, in the domestic setting. Um, And so it was during that time that there was a lot of British female artists that started incorporating those types of themes with work, um, domestic labor, traditional female roles, like, all of that stuff. Um, So just really exploring feminist themes in art. And so this exhibition is the first of its kind, which is really cool. And their description of it is that it's a wide ranging explore- exploration of feminist art by over 100 women artists working in the UK. It shines a spotlight on how networking, it shines a spotlight on how networks of women used radical ideas and rebellious methods to make an invaluable contr- contribution to British culture. That's so really that's cool. cool. I wish I could go see that. I know. So it's open if you are in if you can go there to the exhibition in Britain. It is open from now until April 7th of 2024. Is it in England? Yeah. Okay. So it, was... it yeah, it's it's limited time um but if you're able to go that would be amazing and if you do go send us pictures. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like a whole feminist special one-of-a-kind art exhibition. That's really cool. Maybe it'll travel if it's really successful and maybe it'll come to Denver. (laughs) Let's manifest. Yes. I love art museums. I went to the Denver Museum of Art a couple months ago, but there was this one piece of art that was, it literally said in the plaque that it was a traditional Mormon pioneer women's bonnet, Oh, which we know very well from our days. You're like, oh, that looks like the one I wore. (laughs) And it had pins sewed in and it was representing how the women could not speak (gasps) up for themselves. No way. And I literally was like, my boyfriend was with me and I was like, come look at this. You're like, like, whoa, literally. That was the one picture I took. I was like, this is crazy. Wow. So I love how in art you can convey those types of messages that just sit with you. Mm hmm. You're like, wow, somebody created this. Yeah, that is really cool. Dang, I wish I would have seen that. It was really cool. That's awesome. Well, if you're in England, check it out for us. All right, our next headline. Lots of talk about Barbie after the Golden Globes, but we're going to talk about positive. (laughs) So America Ferreira says a lot of people need feminism 101 as she responds to complaints about Barbie monologue. This one is very interesting, because I was like, "Who's complaining about the Barbie?" Monologue? Right? Men? Yeah. <laughs> so America Ferrera responded to complaints that her popular monologue quote "oversimplifies feminism." And a lot of people praised the speech, but a lot of other people also suggested that it presented a basic and unnuanced version of feminism. With similar monologues being delivered on social media for years. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, the things that she said in there might have, like, pieces might have been said on social media, but, like, it's a powerful monologue. Well, and also, in the movie, she's teaching Barbie what it's like to be a real woman. Right. And so, that is her giving her a basic overview of what it's like to live in the world as a woman. Exactly. That is a really good point. So what America Ferreira's response was, is this. She said, we can know things and still need to hear them out loud. She also added that it can be cathartic for viewers to have that moment of recognition in the speech. And she also said, there are a lot of people who need feminism 101, whole generations of girls who are just coming up now and who don't have the words for the culture that they are being raised in. Also, boys and men who may have never spent any time thinking about feminist theory. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a basic. It feels like a basic monologue to some people because it is. Yeah. Like maybe that's ingrained in you already. Yeah. So I don't see why people are complaining. I know. Don't come at Barbie. No, I'm like, can can we just get a break? Like for real? (laughs) Can we just enjoy it? There were monologues in Oppenheimer, please. Okay. (laughs) Like, let's call them out. No, we're not calling them out. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just like the way that she explained that. Cause it's like, yeah, not everyone knows those exactly. things. I love her. I know I do too. I love her. She is not afraid to say it how it is mm-hmm. and to stand up for herself and women. But she also is really proud of her Latina heritage. And I don't know if you watched her Golden Glo- Globes acceptance speech. I didn't. But it was so touching. Aww. So. I think she's a really great role model, and I'm glad that she spoke out against that because, like, that was so evident, too, at the Golden Globes. Like, Barbie was so special to the entire cast because they understood what it was representing and what they were sharing with everyone. Yeah. So I love her. I'm glad she stood up for that. I do, too. (laughs) I love it. All right. Our last headline that we are talking about today. Supreme Court set to rule on Muffapristone access. What is Muffapristone? I was just going to ask that. (laughs) Um, So it is um, an abortion pill. So this is – there were so many, like, abortion headlines because, obviously, beginning of the year, there's a lot of new laws and stuff going into into place. Um, So basically, Muffapristone (laughs) – tongue twister – Pristone is already restricted – And so the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case regarding the restriction of it and possibly, like, changing up the length of time at which it's restricted. Okay. So it is a pill that can be taken to end a pregnancy that's less than 10 weeks. So people are trying to figure out if we could get it extended to, like, a little more than 10 weeks. Right. Because 10 weeks is not that long. Yeah. It's not. So – Um, So, just a little background. In August of 2023, the Texas Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a decision that would deny women access to the medication. Completely. A federal judge in Amarillo, Texas, attempted to completely ban the use of it by just suspending the approval process like with the regulations. I'm like, wow, you are really trying Seriously, to. Seriously, you are hellbent on this. Right, we're stopping this at the stores. Um, so he attempted to do that, but um, it was, it got sent back to lower court, um, which is good because, like, you can't do that for a whole yeah. big group. So the restrictions that were imposed by the lower court that it got sent to after it failed with him, um, they've made their back, their way back up to the Supreme Court. And so they're going to, the Supreme Court is going to make the decision on it. So they're going to hear the case. Yes. Okay. So we've got some time to see how this goes because it takes forever. Yep. But I would be very surprised if the Supreme Court granted their case because they literally overturned Roe v. Wade. So I don't understand why they would then make that decision in our favor, but... Yeah. I guess we'll be optimistic. Yeah. So some of, like, the restrictions that are are on the table are obviously what the Texas guy was trying to do by (laughs) shutting down, like, the production, basically. Um, And another option is by banning those who are more than seven weeks pregnant from using it and also forcing direct physician supervision for anyone taking or administering it. Oh wow. So I'm like they're basically trying to just get more restrictions on it if not completely stop the production. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. We will stay updated. Um but yeah, those are kind of our current events going on. We have a wide range. I liked how you pulled out some that would probably get lost like in my feed. Yeah. Like the art exhibit, for example. Yeah. That's really cool. I like covering current events like that because it doesn't always have to be sad. Yeah. And like with everything going on in Gaza and with Palestine and other things going on in the world, like usual, it can be heavy. Yeah. So that was cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We got our little dose of news and now we're ready to continue on with our days as educated besties. (laughs) Well, we hope you guys have a good week. We have another exciting episode coming out next week and cannot wait to share that one with you guys. Please go follow us on all our socials and connect with us there. Everything is in the show notes. If you want to join book club, if you want to join our weekly email newsletter, just click uh, um, our link tree, which is at the bottom of the show notes, and it'll take you to all of our links. You can find us there. Yep. And we will be back next week. Bye Bye, guys. guys.